0: So as we're getting on the highway and stuff, he um, starts telling me about his business. And Now before this, he showed me to a few of his stores and his storehouses and garages and stuff where he keeps his product. And he was just sort of like taking me in and I was getting closer into the family. And he was like, look, I know you love my daughter. He said just like that to me. He didn't know if I did or not, I guess, but he did. He's like, I know you love my daughter. He was like, and we love her. And ever since she got with that guy, she started to go missing sometimes. And to get on drugs, we put her into rehabs we took control of this and that and we she's cleaned up and she's relapsed and you know there's these episodes and you know we hoping that you was going to help her more and hope that you know she changed her life and settled down and you know um, I want to go get her um, I think I know where she is and um, it was crazy this dude is freaking rich and he's out looking for his daughter in South Dallas and I remember feeling like he was just like me but she was a victim of guilt she was a victim of not just because she was dating some nigga in the street. The drugs that flow flowing through this country is fucking up our community, bro. I watch relatives, too. Friends, classmates get on shit. I'll tell you another story. Real talk. It's crazy when I sit back and think about my life. Guys, welcome to Clyde Yorkshire. You're on the station for white women. This is Clyde Yorkshire. This is a Republican channel. You're on Spotify. Please check out my latest project, or one of my latest projects. The book, Black Women Rings Around Saturn. Black Women Rings Around Saturn. Great name, great book. At some point, maybe a great movie. Definitely have the great Audible, free with your thirty-day subscription, or trial, or if you just want to go ahead and keep the app, which I totally recommend. It's also available on Kindle for two ninety-nine, and the paperback is printed at a warehouse near you from Amazon for seven ninety-nine. It's a great sci-fi book, good for the holidays, good just to have in your library, and I think it's just a great book to loosen you up. Just Sometimes we get into these books that are just too serious, and they're not a, a book. A book is meant to make you travel, and that's what I like to do when I write. I like to kind of write movies, or um, I like to write books, things you get lost in, so Check it out, Black Women Rings Around Saturn. Welcome to the show. You're on Amazon. And we're talking about how drugs and how the country is messed up. The borders and, it, and what it's doing to our children, our families, our friends, our loved ones. The trafficking. Um, the understaffed law enforcement around the country. It's appalling that this is happening and as a result, a lot of innocent people are getting hurt, abused. So there's tons of work and I do appreciate what the House and Republicans are doing. And the people are rising up even in liberal states, and they just can't accept the type of burden of migrants that are flowing through the country. Now we're getting to a point where over 50% or more is not even Hispanic. Just people from all parts of the world finding a way into Mexico. Once they get into Mexico, they're bringing their ass here. Most black peoples and people around the world just think, Mexicans are coming through that border. No, you got maybe 45%, 50% of Mexicans coming through that border, but everybody is in their country passing through trying to get to here. And it is super dangerous. Guys, welcome to the show. We've been talking. I want to tell you about a story. Of a young lady I had met when I started to date and she was another one who I felt is so effed up that I don't get to keep some of the shit that I think I should have it things should have just been different So I'm a young guy, pick up a part-time job, working at Sprouts, just doing two days. I told them that's all I wanted. They said, well, if we do that, we're going to have to put you in the fish market, and maybe a day or so uh, in a deli, and I was okay with that. It was pretty nice, once I got the hang of it and um i stopped being scared i never really touched anything dead other than chicken out of the store there were sometimes where i had to take a catfish out put him in a box and execute him cut him open Bust off you know the whiskers open him up i mean it was like whoa i and i started liking the fact that i'm but I, i'm a vegan Oh, I was, at the time, going into being a vegetarian, almost there. I was still eating eggs and stuff like that. So I was kind of, you know, almost there. So that really wasn't working for me. But I thought, you know, let me try it. So I'm working in sprouts at this time. Cute. Young white girl, probably 21, 20, I don't know. Redhead, just little freckles, just so fucking fine, nice shape. Um, ain't no way you're not finna turn your head, brothers. Black man, and she is. She she was she was on point, and she was working in the herbal section, the tea, telling people about products. She was just so white with it, like so educated, so spicy, so informative, so American, it was just good, like, I was like, damn, no, that coochie good, in my mind, I'm not looking to get it, but I'm just like, you know, I, I like her, like, damn, I like looking at her walk by and shit like that and doing her job, it's like, yeah, you know what I'm saying, and I'm, you know, and, um, so I'll go over there a couple times, like, I'm looking for some chapstick and this and that. And um, you know, just kind of vibing with her or whatever at times. And then um one time I was just like, yo, um, let's hang out sometime. You know, let's chill, let's go get some Starbucks or whatever. She was like, Okay, that's cool. Why don't we go after work and just get a grab of coffee or something? So we go, we grab a coffee and I take her to her place, her spot, and, um, she's like, all right, well, you know, see you tomorrow, or whatever, after we, you know, talk, like, two, three minutes, so, same thing, next day, I see her, all in her face, again, like, I'm, you know, I'm getting played now, and, um, I'm, like, kind of following her around a little bit, not too much, but, like, just you know, in the break room, we chatting by the water cooler. I mean, anybody with any eyes can see what's going on. I, I, I'm finna smash this on God, you hear me? So we um we go home again. This time we go. To, I'm taking her to the apartments. And like I don't know. When I'm younger, I want beast mode. Like that's what one thing about young niggas, man. We just we don't gotta do a lot of talking and praying and all that stuff. We just get to it, so I'm like, you know, I'm trying to, um, basically at this point, we start making out and stuff, and um, one thing led to another, we went to her friend's place, and her crazy thing is the craziest thing. Um, she stayed over there some nights, she lived with her, I think, like her grandmother and whatever, um, and her parents, it was in Arizona, whatever the case may be, but anyway, um, we, (laughs) um, we were just kind of kicking it and talking, so she made me some food and sparked up the blood. And, you know, we're, like, drinking, and then, like, she put it out and just kind of, like, sat on me and stuff, like, with her facing me. Like, she kind of riding me, and then she just, like, starts kissing me, and then she takes the blunt, and she lights it again, and then she, like, does a shotgun. So I'm sitting there coughing and coughing and, like, moving forward and rocking. I could barely breathe a little bit. And, um, I'm like, I like leaned in, um, and you could just smell her hair. It smelled like, I don't know, raspberries and watermelon and cucumbers and, um, ivory and frankincense and shit. I was not taking my hand off of that. I opened her belt, shirt up, bra off. Stood her up, let her stand kind of like still holding her waist, one leg off, other leg off, smash city, smash city. Days later, same deal, just hanging out, and I'm thinking still to myself, wow. This is kind of a keeper. Bro, I got some stories, family. And I think, man, gosh. Anyway, so a couple days later, she's like, "Yeah, I want you to drive me somewhere. And I'm like, where? So I drive her. And again, I ain't no hater. I ain't no snitch. She pulls out. Gets out. Now, it's in a neighborhood that's such, but it's, like, Pleasant Grove. I'm like, wait. Don't your ass live, like, in Plano? Yeah, yeah. So, we out there in Pleasant Grove. She got the car. Get back in, like, in less than a minute. We, we drive off. I'm like, what you get? Gas or whatever? I mean, some um, weed or whatever? She's like, nah. Um, I got some... I ain't going to say the drug. I was like, wait, really? Bro. I don't remember how, but we just really stopped talking after that, like, little by little. And, um, I was so disappointed with her because she was so nice. And I think we got to an argument over that shit, like, you know what I'm saying? Um, she was honest with me, she was, you know, she was keeping it real, but we got into it over that, and I I think, um, we just kind of, yeah, it just, it wasn't working with that, yeah, so, I seen her, like, months later, she looking good, she's wearing glasses, and you know, she's looking good. Like, trust me, if you've seen her, I'm telling you. Um, she's definitely an eight. And she was an actual real redhead. Seriously. Definitely keep her pretty. She had these strawberry brown eyes. Um, her hair was honestly like strawberry red. And just the shit that she wore, the dresses sometimes. She wore like this one nice polka dot dress. I remember, um, and it was like small polka dots, not really, really loud. And the shoe she had on was like red, and she had the lipstick, and it was like black, black and white. It, it, I, I like, I don't know how she did it. She had like a flower in her hair. Shit was popping. It was some Taylor Swift shit? You hear me? Like, and she was nice on God, and she just. Was on drugs, yo. That shit is an infestation. You hear me? A lot of the young chicks that I was messing with when I first moved to Texas, because I was on them boots, bro. You hear me? I was on that for a word, Gucci. I just, I don't give a damn. I'm just telling you the truth. This is my life. It's like, You'd be surprised. This is all a lot of college students. All of these women I'm talking about are college bound, corporate, professional, own their own business. So if you think I'm just talking about some randy, goofy, goofy ass white bitches, no, I'm not. Wealthy, money getting, family educated shorties can type, can hold it, get hired, no. Records, Mm. good background, good references, just so something has to be done with this fentanyl and this border because it really is destroying lives and families and friends like you wouldn't believe like this has got to stop. I've seen some losses of my friends. And even relatives who is on this shit, this pills and this syrup shit that's out here, bro, taking these motherfuckers. They don't even see it fucking up. They be looking so damn bad. Like, yo, what you mean, cuzzo? Ever try to offer me that shit? I don't do no type of pills, no type of syrup. No ice, no K two. I don't fuck with none of that shit. You hear me? Serious, serious. And I take it offensive for somebody, even if I saw I be walking some places. Hey yo, I got some. I ever say what, man. I don't know nothing about that shit. You talking, fam? I don't, I don't, I don't roll like. Oh my bad, yo, OG. I'm sorry. Yeah, you good? I don't, don't offer me no shit, bro, Holmes. Really. She gave me upset, but that was terrible. That what happened. This is not just to tell you some nice freaky sexual story. I I just can't hold back from telling you some of my truths, and those are things that actually hurt me. Some of it, it really did, because I had expectations. You know, And I was in a space where their, their life was kind of messed up, but I was happy. I was being loved. I was being, you know, I was being paid attention to. I was emotionally happy. I was psychologically focused. I, I really had everything I really wanted at the time. Somehow, I just, it wasn't in a cause for me to keep it. It was just an experience. And that's how life is as you get, you start to go through life. And as you get older, things are just become memories, moments in time.
1: You picture me, I'm
0: Probably just think, oh, there's the story. Making love to this girl freaking on some jungle field, but you don't you don't remember the house. You don't remember how the parents treated me. You don't see the good times we had, even if it was short, the family structure that I saw and felt the warm embrace of the parents who were successful, great support system, was turning me on the business. You wasn't there in that nice ass living room. I don't think you understand. White I'm talking white folks, wealthy white folks, you hear me? And I'm making love to their daughter and the fireplaces on our skin And, yes, it's wrong. I feel a little guilty. It was not right. But it was a moment, yo. It was just a moment, Jack. It was just a moment. Like, you don't understand. It was like, that shit should have been in a movie. I wish we were filming and you would have felt that shit. Because it wasn't just like, I'm trying to fuck this white chick. She's trying to fuck this nigga. This, this black man you know this 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 king this god it was not high it wasn't just it wasn't about that it was like she needed me at the time i needed her to we needed to feel where we were at slave and the slave master right that's what you think i mean it just needed that was it was needed at the moment
1: you
0: my mind up to different things. I've been in relationships with black girls who stole from me. Swear to God, one of my first loves, when I was a young, young whippersnapper back in New York, not even really old enough to even have a girlfriend, but I was outside, and I actually had my own place. She certified a nigga. at the age of 14. I had a house. You hear me? Straight cheese. Now, listen. I was, this was a landlord, an older black woman who agreed with my young ass to give me an opportunity to pay her some rent. Damn. Uh, Anyway, so I had this girl who I really, really grew fond of. I mean, we, we, we went back, you know, high school days. This girl over at my place. I get up to go out and do take care of some business. I come back. I had about a couple of pounds of weed, a couple of pounds, enough to get my hustle on, like, for real, for real, this chick takes half of it and act like I'm tripping, like, that's how much was there, I'm like, yo, and so, I mean, I've, I've had other relationships that, you know, I got into, and it just didn't pan out. Um, A lot of regrets we've talked about. Um, But like I said, there was something about the moments that I needed. And I'm going to remember them. Those were good nights. I don't care if they messed up and went left. My father got on drugs. So uncles, I've seen them get on harder stuff than what she was on. But it just, it, it took them out of the game. It disabled them. And I don't know. I just feel like, I'll always...
1: I feel
0: like I'll always... tell you something (laughs) I was so happy for that moment like I was watching the Lord of the Rings and an immortal beautiful elvish woman was in love with a human king but he was half from the Dundane family so he had unnatural life. Meaning people of his kind get to live sometimes to 1,500 years old. But then eventually they will die. And her people warned her of falling in love with him because he's going to die one day. You are immortal. And she told her father, she said, I'd rather spend one lifetime with him than an eternity without him. And... She gave up her mortality as well to be with him, but she would age a lot longer, maybe even live to three, four thousand years old, and then she'll eventually die too. And I just thought that was so amazing because she also had a child with him, though. And it was, to me, it was worth it. I, I agree with her. And that's how I feel. I'd rather feel a spark, I'd rather fall from heaven. I'd rather not necessarily fall from heaven but I'd rather like experience the height of life even if it's for a moment then to spend a lifetime wondering what it's like I know there's some people that are Wonder for the rest of their life what it's like to to, to see New York. It's like only a fraction know that. I lived there for over 20 years. Some people would love to know what it's like to live in Dubai. I lived there for two years. Some people would like to know what it's like in Germany. I didn't get to stay there and live there but I've been to Frankfurt tapped in and everything Uh, some people would like to know what it's like to see Egypt now I got to stay there for weeks pyramids and everything Uh, some people would like to know what it's like to go to Qatar done that too Kenya, Uganda, Ethiopia, several times, by the way, amazingly, landed in Ethiopia. I don't, sometimes, I I have done so many things, I don't sit back and think about how my life was a whole movie, though. That's what y'all don't understand. It ain't just about white women at all. It's just something in America that's going on. And it's so spiritual. You don't see it right now. It's going to make you angry. You don't understand it. You don't get it. I don't care. People don't get Trump either. They don't get black folks voting for him. You don't get a lot of shit. Okay? I don't get why you don't get shit. You know? So, who gets it? I don't know.
2: I don't- too much mess and destruction to come back again And I cause nothing but trouble I understand if you can't talk to me again And if you live by the rules of it's over Then I'm sure that that makes sense now I will go down with this chair I won't put my hands up and surrender There will be no white flag above my door
0: Boy, in- You can't tell me that joint is not hard, my friend. Made the bed up just like that. (laughs) Lay down a damn whole fireplace, a real fire, like like totally a whole. And it wasn't hot either. It was like it was cool. It was warm. It was dope. Just like a whole real fire. Hello. That would have been hard. You hear me?
2: It's me. I was wondering if after all these years you'd like to meet. I've forgotten how it felt before the world fell at our feet. There's such a difference between us and a million miles.
0: Wow. Wow. If we don't do something about the drugs in our community... Um, it's going to get worse. Now, guys, have you heard anything about the Jeffrey Epstein documents? This is becoming a new hot topic. And I can only imagine, good Lord, that this is going to hurt Joe Biden in some kind of way. And I'll be surprised if Joe Biden did not get to go to Jeffrey Epstein's island. Um, interestingly enough... If that does come out, dude, I ain't even going to say that. I ain't even got an opinion on it. I'm just going to sit up here and just look at this thing like, hmm. They already got Clinton and many others that is supposedly going to come out. Diddy's been there, they say. Just O-M to the G. Uh, it's, it, this is just crazy. But this is going to boost President Trump's numbers. It's a talking point. It's an issue for him to bring up. And believe you me, he knows how to take advantage of the moments. Um, there's not a lot of positivity right now coming out of the Democratic Party. There's not a lot. There's not a lot of fluidity like it's kind of stale to be honest with you a lot of people just not buying into this sort of deal Welcome back to the show It's always a nice honor to have you Guys welcome to Clyde Yorkshire you're on the station for white women We had a lovely night tonight Welcome to the show. I was doing a premiere earlier, and by the way, we're getting the studio fixed. We got a lot of things coming. We got a lot of things happening. And I was letting a young man—he's a—he's old, he, you know—he's middle-aged guy. I was letting him listen in, and you know, black men always get ruffled when they hear my kind of talk. But, but when they listen in for a bit, they go, shit, that nigga, that nigga ain't lying. And that's what happened tonight. Older black man, got in the car, threw a seat back. We got to our destination while we were waiting. I, I said, let me, let me play something for you. He sat there, he listened about a good 10, 15 minutes. He, he says, hmm, he starts laughing. I know that laugh. I said, "What happened?" He goes, "Well, man, this guy right here is funny." I said, "Why? Why? What, you know, what, what, what you mean by that?" He said, "Well, hell, you know, he, he just—he's saying what he's saying, but i you know, a lot of women ain't gonna go for that, though." He was worried about what the women gonna say when they hear it, and that, that's something. He was worried about what these women are going. to to say what they're going to think But he's wind up saying I need to have this show I want to Listen in some more See this show Resonate with black men Unbelievable guys welcome to the show You're on Clyde Yorkshire Welcome to the show you're on Clyde Yorkshire This is the station For white women I kind of was on my way Tonight to go get a coffee and I should have but I said to myself nah I think we'll be fine without it and I had one already today I had a you know a little bit of a soda I went to the movies tonight I went to the movie theater out in Farmer's Branch and I took the kiddos um I'm a little disappointed because I wanted to stay more time with the kids we got started pretty early, around 3 we went to uh, the Asian Bistro, Bistro B and we had some wonderful, wonderful Asian food sat down like a family no cell phones, no tablets and We kind of kicked it. I'm going to spend a lot more time with my children this year. Period. And shortly after, we left there. We went to the library. And my kids... My oldest daughter is a reader. Excuse me, my youngest daughter. She's a reader. Um... She loves books. The oldest one just likes the pictures. And the audio. My son, he just likes anything that looks interesting. He's more open-minded, it appears. So, I made everybody branch out. And walk around and look through the library. And find you something. Now, the Patriots... At the Farmer's Branch. And locals who live in the town. Are allowed to take up to 50 items. Good lord. 50 items. And you can keep it for up to 6 weeks. My kids are just in love with Farmer's Branch. And I think I'm going to raise them there for a little bit. And then uh, we'll move out towards uh, Fort Worth. But the aquatic parks out in Farmer's Branch are fantastic. So after we did that, just share a little bit of my day with you. After the library, we went outside and played in the park. Uh, we went to the movie theater. And we got our tickets. Had a little bit of time. So we went to Brahms and got some orange... Sherbert It's very nice I really enjoyed myself I think today I enjoyed the movie But I'm an old nigga For the most part I can't stay up too long And watch movies Especially cartoons But I sat through it Got some popcorn And we played some music and we just had a good time and as I said this year I'm going for it give me a second before we get started welcome to Clyde Yorkshire you're on a station for white women please make sure you gmail me Clyde Yorkshire at gmail charity Clyde Yorkshire at gmail guys tonight we're gonna to talk about a few items on my list but before we do that we want you to uh, go and check out our latest sci-fi book now we're in the middle of dropping some projects this year so guys we've been telling you man, and we shopped our first product uh, in production in the United States I think the best we could uh, without any major help or companies so as I say guys please show some love and go check out my latest project or one of my latest projects black women rings around Saturn black women rings around Saturn available on Amazon you can get it free with a 30-day trial subscription And I'm sure once you get this book and you see how awesome it is and how you can catch up on a lot of things, especially with the audio or the audible. Audible is a great, I love audible. In fact, I need to start getting my books together. I listen to my own work. I do my own stuff. So it'd be kind of hard to really listen to anybody else. But, you know, I, I guess I could do that. But, uh... <laughs> Guys, this is a conservative channel. This is a Republican station. You are on a wonderful, magnificent, great, 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 like Tony the Tiger, Republican conservative channel. Now, I like where I live at. I made some changes in my... A community. Now, one thing I noticed about white folks, and I love white folks, white folks believe in survival. White people know that we live in a world, a country, where things are not just handed to you trees will grow on you, your grass will grow the moment you cut it. White people understand that. They get it. A lot of niggas don't. And we don't prepare. Every time I see a white man, especially back in the day, now again, you know, they've changed. Now they keep some sweet shit in their pocket. But I always saw a white person with a field knife. And they always categorize something in a language that presents their paradigm. Now, a, niggas, a Negro would say, hey, I got a small knife in my pocket. That, that, that just doesn't sound right. But if you got a field knife, it sounds like you may need that just in case you run into some trouble. Get stranded somewhere. Guys, welcome to the show. Again, check out my new and latest book, Black Women Rings Around Saturn. Black Women Rings Around Saturn. Available on Amazon. We have the Audible. And I I love to encourage people to check out the Kindle. Um... I like whatever gets you in your bag. Whatever gets you in your bag, that's what I like. Now, my kids, they all took out interesting books, especially my middle daughter, my youngest daughter. She got a bunch of animal books that tells you every single type of marsupial or animal or whatever, bird, reptile. I love her choice of books. My son, you know, he's got a bunch of mystery, um, action books, and my oldest daughter, she's got a bunch of deep, I don't even know how she learned this stuff type of books. I had to go back to the movie theater after we left because my daughter took off her earrings and left them at the theater I like the theater that we went to we had it to ourselves at first and we chose some really really nice seats um, I don't know why it's just I'm, I'm an old vintage guy I it's just something about the old movie theater they're gonna get rid of them at some point um, I, I just don't see them staying open unless we turn them into family things again some way you go out for the family that's what America used to be about now it turned into some weird, creepy place where you stay in a house and just order shit. And this is the world, the world the world people want. Some people are really hoping that COVID comes back. They felt good. They, you know, everybody was equal. They covered their face. No one had a personality. Everybody stayed away from each other. A lot of people like that type of world. I don't, but it is what it is. But we had a great time tonight. Uh, that's what was most important for me. Um... I wind up spending some money, some coins, man. But I love spending time with my children. I, I, You know, I need to do more. I need to do more. And for fathers, we all need to do more. Sometimes it's a double standard. You got to get out there. You got to make the money. And you have no time for your kids. It's just the way it is. But you got to force it. You got to make it happen. Uh, because the system will take it from you. They will force you to do things its way. And you have to, again, fight to do things your way. It was a wonderful time. I really, really enjoyed myself. I wish we had way more time to do way more. But what little time we had, we spent it. And we enjoyed it. It was something that we really needed to do as a family. We needed to take time and just spend together. And, and and I reckon we're going to do more of that. I really do think we are. We love how we are. And I think this is one thing that's going to help me. Um, because I am not looking to get into a relationship. I don't want to date at this time, really. Unless it is really going to be something that I'm looking to really pursue permanently Um, I don't have a lot of time none of us do but some of us think that we do we don't have a lot of time on this planet and I'm the first one to figure that out because as I said it goes from you're young you're not so young and you're not so old though you're just kind of there in the middle of the road, Generation Xs, your taste buds change. You start to see the world a little clearer, a little bit more simpler, simpler, a little more simplicity. And I hope that you're growing onto the station because We are truly getting rid of racism. I have told people for many, many years, there will be a time, there will be a place, there will be a day where you will see racism fall apart. It won't last. It's going to fade into... The oblivion. Sometimes things like racism can't get out of way, get, get 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 away from us, leave our society because the people don't want it to. Some people need racism to continue, to, to just to push them, to encourage them, so they can remember to keep going harder and harder. Someone's on their heels. I don't like living in the world that we live in, though. With all the doom and gloom. And most of it comes from our government. Now, you know, this is the first time where niggas of all colors and persuasions, are starting to listen to what Mr. Trump has been saying, House Republicans and, and the Senate. And they believe now that you right now what the government is not sustainable the border is truly wide open and people are truly flooding into our country there's trafficking going on sex trafficking organ trafficking like no other we have so many serious problems not to mention the overseas wars that we're in, we're involved in. All it takes is just for one or two more wars to break out, and you might say, "Well, I've never heard nothing like that. When is the last time you heard that many wars?" Oh, child, we 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 are actually in more wars than you can ex- imagine. Actually, a lot of them don't become mainstream because you know there's not a lot of deaths in them. But we're at war. Make no mistake with at least. Um, With five or six different locations Sometimes in life And this is just a thought A random thought Sometimes you have to carve out The life You know you need to live And I remember one of the first times I did that I was working on a job And They get into sometimes the, the, The company's business The owner's goals. Now, never forget, no matter what job you you, you work at, this is somebody's business. This is somebody's dream you're living. You're helping someone else's dream. No matter how big, people get complacent the bigger they get. They get into their families and their lives. But we can never forget, never, ever forget that we have to live our own personal dream you can't just every single day wake up, go to work, come home go to work, come home, go to work come home, kiss the wife, do this, do that and you never ever living your dream you're never, and, and forget the dream you're never living life and we do this, we get bogged down, there's a lot of drama happening in the world, a lot of confusion, a lot of stress, It's a lot of division. It's so easy to get lost and forget about who you are. In fact, most people don't even know who they are. They, they just even lost further. That's the way they make life nowadays. People don't have time to even watch the news anymore. I remember when that was a regular thing. You got home, you caught the news. You caught up what's happening in the world. It was normal. Now all of a sudden, it's not so normal. People don't have time. And I don't mind not listening to the news. Sometimes that's the best option because there ain't nothing on it nowadays. Isn't that a shame? You know what I feel is going to happen one day in life? We're going to look up and we're going to wish to God. We're going to wish with all our heart and our might that we would have done something when we had the opportunity. It's so easy to live in our local town and county and forget all about the commitments that we have to our fellow man. And I remember talking to a gentleman not too long ago and he felt like the church was obligated to do something almost go on a crusade go around and stop all of the bad guys and I wish he knew what I know we are running out of time time is going into thin air and if we don't get a grip on this country we're going to kiss it goodbye. We're going to look up one day and this won't even be the place we even knew. We'll be so overran and be the minority. The so-called Americans is going... This is what is coming. And probably here already that we are almost already the minority. And we keep thinking we got enough cops, enough military, enough facilities... accommodate and the truth of the matter is we don't we don't have enough for ourselves sometimes I feel like the best thing I've ever done for myself sometimes I feel this way Is become a Republican may not make any sense to you and I get all of that Have you guys ever had any edibles? Someone gave me one the other night. Never had one before. And I went in. Thinking, oh, this is nothing. One of the worst experiences I had. Didn't last as long as I thought it would. And I just ate the snack. It was a piece of, uh, it was a great dessert. And I, I thought, you know, these type of things give you a little buzz. I had no idea that these things would get you right. And soon after I ate the brownie, little by little, I began to feel high. Then I began to feel too high. Then I began to say to myself, wait, I wonder if I should have ate all of this. And then I was informed later, most people only eat a corner of it. Maybe half. But no way would they actually go up and eat the whole thing. Well, I panicked for a couple of hours. Kept drinking water like I wouldn't believe. And it it was like an oven. It just kept getting higher and higher. And I'm like, oh, God. Because, see, with a blunt, you can turn the shit off. You know how much you're getting. I was out of it. You hear me? But I was responsible. I took my ass home as soon as I could. Stood around. Ate some soup. Still high as a kite. Laid my ass down. Woke up and I said, damn, I'll never do that again. I just wanted to try it. I, I didn't believe... I don't believe... I'm a, I'm an old school guy. I don't believe in trying this new shit. Even the new weed they got out. Oh, man, I, I'm just the new... Hemp and all this other shit. It's just like, man, the game is all messed up. I mean, just... When you thought it couldn't get no worse, they done messed up the damn reef all on the planet. Damn. It re- now you really start to see why God flooded the earth. We need the water to come back and fix shit. Add more minerals back into the ground. and It's sad, but it's true. We need God intervention in our lives. Because we, we'll make the... I mean, so many animals are going extinct. The trees are being screwed over. The plants... The, I mean, the ecosystem, the insects, it, it's just a terrible situation that we've got ourselves into. For every nice thing that we enjoy, every perk, two or three generations are going to suffer. Now, in the United States, we're hemorrhaging pain. Our borders, our debt, our national debt, Even our trading has been somewhat stifled. We have an immigration problem like no other. And now people are getting sick of the LGBTQ. They're like the new monster. And it's true. It's like these people are beyond, you can't live with them on a planet it's either the us or them and this is sad because they make it that way they are going around forcing every country every religious group every business to accept LGBTQ and someone said I think it was Pierce Morgan I hate that I gotta go when I go get a sandwich or coffee or go for a walk I got to see the LGBT flag everywhere in my face. We don't even see the American flag that much. And then a gay person said, well, I'm I'm tired of seeing the straight flag. He said, wait, we ain't got no straight flag. So to them, the United States flag is the enemy. It's a flag that represents non-gays. That's the way they see it. That's sad. But I respect how they have coined and gave meaning to what their flag means to them. You got to respect that. And I appreciate that. To me, it shows... What is needed. It shows what's needed. And I'm going to tell you what that is. It's stability in this country. We have let things go so far. It's hard to get it back on track. Where we got to argue with folks. About. About. The contamination of our schools and the contamination of the literature and the education package that we give out to our average children. And it's really sad that even our schools sometimes are homogenized. And our schools have become breeding grounds for radicalization. And the American people sit by idly and say, well, it's not that bad. They don't understand how difficult It is in in this world that these children are growing up in. And when gang members can see that the children are messed up that's when you know we all messed up. We have let the youth down and now things are so messed up as I said A lot of people believe that this has not yet arrived at their door. They're not dealing with this problem, you are. And I beg to differ. I've been around long enough to know the country is sick. I haven't heard a lot recently, but there was a moment where the country was on a red alert, high alert. And they were worried about white children that were overdosing in a lot of small towns. Places like Oklahoma, Montana, Nebraska, parts of Texas, Arizona, Florida. They were losing control over the world. The world that we once was able to control is now eating away at our youth. And when you see the death toll of what this drug is doing to our children, how quickly it swallows them up and you don't even recognize them. I never forget this one bad situation. I I gotta tell the truth tonight. My life is dark and it's ugly some days, but it's my life. When I tell you stories of parties or rolling dice in an alleyway, sometimes I think y'all find those stories interesting. Just trying to, trying to keep it real with you. I want to tell you a specific story for a reason. I just feel like I need to say, say it like he's healing to me, if you don't mind. Into Starbucks one day, I saw this fine, unbelievably gorgeous white woman getting a coffee. And I was working at Starbucks at the time, I was a partner. Off of Main until, and, Till, and some t- somehow I just started picking up shifts off of Preston and 121, 289 and 121. Um, I was picking up shifts on Warren, and Lebanon, and I think I picked up a couple shifts in Stonebriar, like maybe six or seven. But I spent a great deal of my time also in Little Elm. That was the store I actually got transferred to. Um, I had went to Sam's for some reason and, so I'm skipping a little bit. So I see her, um, at Starbucks, and I, I just, you know, offer her like a sample or whatnot. But she seemed like she was in a rush, and she gave me a card, and she walked out, and she was like, um, "You interested in getting some stuff for Christmas, or whatever? you Come to my store." Um, blah, blah blah, you know, they're not. So, I'm driving home one day. <laughs> maybe a couple of days later and someone told me stop at old Sam's Club right there you know off of Ohio or whatever across from Burger King and the Walmart now for the last two years I lived in Plano Frisco area and worked in Frisco, in Little Elm mainly. I worked in Little Elm and Frisco for years. Now, eventually, I moved to Allen. But listen, so just before I moved to Allen to get my own place from my aunt, I went to her store, and she was selling like hell electronics. They had their own. She had her own booth. Company shit like it was just like up. She was selling everything from iPhones iPads, passes that it was her father's business. He had made for her. He was a doctor and her mother was a lawyer <laughs> And uh, eventually I found out, you know, she was like 27 or something um, She had a kid that lived with her mom and dad. And occasionally she did, but she had her own place as well. And... um, (laughs) So after, you know, looking at what she had, I think I bought a speaker or something. She was telling me how she supplies and set people up wholesale. So, if I wanted to ever get into business for myself, I could buy electronics, and yo-yos, you name it, radios, Walkman's, batteries. They had it all. And they had contracts with Sam's Club, they had contracts with so many companies. And um, she invited me one day randomly to go have lunch with her never slept with this girl never really went to hang out too much with her i never you know just kind of at one time and then i saw her at the store i kept like every time like coming over there you know maybe two three times in a week or you know every two weeks and eventually it just became like i'm talking to her i'm i swear to god I'm just, you know, we just cool. Like I wasted time for a little bit, you know. She walked away. I watched the booth for her. I got cool with her like that. While right? she went to the restroom, come back. So um, she and she was like, um, what are you doing later? And I told her, you know, was nothing. You know, probably just at the house chilling. And so she was like, you want to um, eat dinner with me and my family? I was like, for real? She was like, yeah. um Meet us off of was that Frisco? we were in Frisco? On oh, the Shops Legacy, I forget which place we went. Nah, we were off of One Twenty One. We were in Frisco, like near the Stonebriar Mall, like in them little shopping areas, right at the Stonebriar Mall. And um we had some barbecue. And we sat down and the Tex Houston Texan, the Texas Houston was playing. And um Her family was just so rich. It was just so fucking it. Like I and, and it didn't bother me because she's there with her daughter. I'm clean, I'm young, I'm handsome, I'm black. I'm conservative and I don't even know that I'm black. I don't know about civil rights. I'm not so I'm just a young black kid that likes their daughter. They just looking at me like, you know, okay. You know, I'm not gonna laugh at you. Well, she brought you you know white people are gonna be polite. But the more they talked to me, they was like, yo, we like you. Um, you know, you wanna come to the house sometime? It's like, sure. So um, I remember, you know, after that we left, and I came by her neighborhood and met her, her parents' house. They had a badass house in Plano. Bad fucking. I mean, that shit was like Highland Parkish. Like that joint was hard. You hear me? Nice. So I pull up. This girl got on some. Shorts. She got a Baylor shirt and shit. She went to Baylor, and I, I mean, I got stories. I'm not even lying, bro. And I think she she just had like her master's or whatever. Um, I don't really remember. It might be just a bachelor's. I don't know. But I know she went to college. They paid for it. And I'm not gonna say she fucked up a lot of shit. I'm gonna say. She let a lot of things get in her way. A lot of things get in her way, including the hood. So she was like, yo, you handle my parents pretty nicely. She was like, is that a New York thing? And I was like, yeah. I said I never met a white person that wouldn't like me. I said I know the moment I talk, you know, they're going to they hear me. Now, this was like in 2007, 2008. Y'all in my 20s. So, we vibing, young nigga out there, you know, we vibing, for real, for real. It's like, just like yesterday, when I first came to Texas. Um, and we started kissing and I left and I got my apartment a couple of days later and they invited me over the house this time. So I went, I go over there. And I'm playing with them and the kid and man, they fidgeted. It's dope. It's like built into the house. Um, it's like in a wall. It sounds like, weird. Like it was in stone and shit. It was dope, bro. Coins, bro. You've seen the father's office and the mother's office. He had all his UT shit. She had all her A&M shit. Um, and I mean, they office were decorated, bro. Like on some real live. It was up. Like sh- Nice. If that was man, I'm telling you, man, my life. Sometimes it's like, why did it end up like? Cause that would that should have been it for me right there, right? You already know I would have moved right in with pops. Like, yo, shit, I'm going back to school. I'm I'm finna hit this thing. You hear me? We about to <laughs> like now. I'm running for Congress. But anyway, um. I wasn't really political at the time, so, but I did talk about how I felt. Um, they knew I was going for Obama heavy, and um, I, I think they felt sorry for me, but they liked me, and they saw that I was a clean kid, and they they was like, "Yo, we like you for our daughter." The pops told me that. I was like, "What?" This dude makes damn near $200,000 a year. So eventually I inquired, you know, from her. Who's the baby father? What kind of relationship y'all got? And he was a nigga from the streets. A hood nigga. In South Dallas. Unbelievably. She met him. He was like a dealer or whatever. And. She. Grew into a relationship, got into that life, and brought a baby home. Parents like, yo, really? But you know how white folks is, they took care of their daughter. Give me the baby. Not keeping it, not doing it, not messing up our name. They're not trying to hear that shit. You hear me? For real, for real. Taking that baby. Give me that girl. Now. her and I started spending more time. She came to my apartment one day. I got to keep it a billion,
1: don't I? Time sometimes
0: you- I twisted that shit out. I'm so sorry. It was just. It wasn't just some lustful fornication. I was searching for something. Um, I had just switched from being... I voted for Bush, by the way. I don't know. Something just clicked on me. I was like, yo, I'm I'm going for it. Even though he disappointed me with a lot of stuff. But he did a lot of stuff that I liked too. I ain't even gonna lie. But... I don't know. I I think I would have preferred Jeb any day over, um, over Biden, just to be honest with you, but that would have been dangerous too, but I would have preferred Jeb Bush. So anyway, we on some shit now, like we getting passionate now in the, in the car in the house, on the chair, in the garage. We like freaking at this time. And I was happy because I don't know, just like, I, I'm not really, really big on the relationships where it's just only sex. But this relationship was like we needed more of the sexual energy than we could talk later because our conversations was always brief you know like they, sub- kind of like they were supposed to be like what you doing like where are we going or what is it about um, what do you eat what are we watching it was just like you know she was just like come on like and I loved it I, I thought it was just you know it was there and um, I approved of you know just opening myself up and being available for her and it got so bad where we were like straight up you know making love real talk and it was great energy and then She just disappeared and I haven't seen her for like two, three, four days. And then I went looking for her, I'm calling her, I'm calling her, I'm light this candle. So I, I, I call up a pops. I got his number. Say, hey, what's going on? And I, I said, Yeah, um, I'm looking for Alicia. And she, he's like, Well, we're looking for her too. She hadn't seen the baby in days. And he was like, Do you want to meet me at the house? I was like, Yeah. So I'm driving over there. And when I get there, she's there. And she gives us a story, you know, a friend was hurt. She was, you know, thrown out of a car or whatever. And someone stole her wallet. So it was like, cool. So since I drove over there, it was like badass living room fireplace. It was lit. They had pulled out the bed already and made it. They was planning on me staying over there. Um... Whether she was there or not, that's how dope they was, bro. Seriously, so they made it like really, really nice. She went up, took a shower, sexy ass, got into her shit, like nothing happened. Oh, well, I'm smiling, everything's fine, you know, everything's dog, and you know, it was just like I could see in her eyes, though, like where you been, like what you doing, like what the fuck is you doing, and I just laid there, and and, and I could tell the parents were feeling sorry for me, like damn, bro. I wish you could keep her, like, seriously, I we would do for you, like, if she made this work and don't fuck up, like, if you were the baby father, like, you know, and this was like, y'all were struggling, yo, you would be on your feet tomorrow, that's how dope they were, they were like, you could tell, so anyway, I lay down, they cut the light off, they go upstairs, and I don't even know how this is gonna work, am I supposed to get up in the morning, do they make breakfast, do I leave, I'm not sure, so I'm just sitting there panicking, but when do I go to the bathroom oh my god I'm just sitting there so she comes down gets something to eat drink got her hair wrapped and shit she's like you thirsty she's in the kitchen just making noise and shit I'm like parents and shit like yeah I'm good like you know matter of fact let me get this little of drink so she's like why are you talking so low I'm like what you mean bro She comes over there, get under the cover, and I'm sitting there like, bro, what are you doing? You finna get us in trouble, bro. I'm panicking, bro. I want her to get the hell out of the bed, and she could tell and got that little grin, like, <laughs> chill, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they let you spend a night, bro. What does you mean? Like, they ne- they never do that. Like... And I'm saying like yeah, so go in your bed. Like not out of that come here, girl. Waste I I mean, honestly, you would probably think I'm bullshit, but I'm I'm not even gonna describe all of that. Forget all of that. I'm too old for that shit. Bro. Laying there and so we talking, I'm like, yo, what's going on with you? She's just like and so I looked at her arm. And she has some markings on there and stuff. And she starts crying and stuff. She's like, you know, I've had some mistakes. And, you know, I got on some shit. And, you know, like, I'm fine. I'm just, like, you know, going through shit. And, like, I was so shocked. And it was just unbelievable. Now, I grew up where I saw a lot of people who I went to school with or people with just my age get lost out in the streets. And you see them later and you can't believe they got lost in the streets. But it's happening in front of your eyes. And she had a strong system, so it didn't show on her like she looked fine. Like, almost a functional addict. Like, she was just, you know, you wouldn't r- really be able to tell. Like, there's anything wrong unless she tell you. And, but you could tell by her movements. It was starting to get to her. She was too um, impatient and too short and too to the point And too, and the parents knew. And they tried everything. And, um. So, I'm just sitting there, and honestly, I don't know if I'm in love, if I'm being played, but it felt so real, and, like, the fact that she got me with her parents, and she got a child, it was awkward, like, but they didn't like the guy that she was with before, at all they hated his guts and that night oh her mom comes down and I think she brings her a picture that she found And she's like looking at it. And she starts crying. And I'm like, oh my God. I'm laying there trying not to breathe. Kind of acting like I'm asleep. And I'm just sitting there like, yo, this is... I'm almost sweating bullets. This is the most uncomfortable thing ever. So mom, you know, goes upstairs. Mom wasn't bad looking either, man. She mom was kinda of fine, bro. Turning and shit. Since she go upstairs, like clockwise, she just turned right to me, I turned to her. And I think she had like a silk top on, silk um shorts that was all in her butt. I sm I spanked it up good, bro. no everything. It got to the point where she was, like, forced me to see, like, nigga, they not coming down. Trust me, you good. <laughs> Smash it. Like, stop playing. Get it. And I did. And, God, I'm, what, I'm a sinner, aren't I? Um, the next day, I go home. And at some point, the election was there and Obama won. And we were going to meet her parents for lunch. And I remember she was driving. She had a nice car too. She had a black Lexus. And we um before we got there, I was like hanging my head out the window. He won the Victorio College. It was like, yo. And I was like so Obama in the beginning, and the more his presidency wore on, I was so not a fan at all. No disrespect, um, it, it was just clear to me that Obama, and I was warned, but I, I just didn't see it. And, um, but make a long story short, a couple of days later, I didn't hear from her again, and this time for like a week. And I went over the house again. I'm fiend out right now, bro. She like broke a nigga down, especially with the anal sex, bro. I'm like, I mean, it was just like, so what I wanted, not just like, oh, sex, no. It was just like, every part of my relationship with her was so balanced. like. There was the family contact. There was the nice restaurants. There was the nice home. It was the comfortable environment, the safe environment. The neighborhood was hard. It was, like, amazing. Um, The sex was so good. Um, And then she crashed. So I go over there again looking for her, like, what? Cause it's been like three, four days. So I I call them up. They they tell me, you know, you know, we want to talk to you. Come over. So, Dad, when I pull up, he's like, um, "Get in my car." And He's driving a Mercedes Benz, hard ass Mercedes. Dope Mom got the BMW, the white one, sitting out there, or in the in the garage, and um. Boats and shit You know like It was like rough It was It was nice So you hear me Um We're driving Towards South Dallas And I'm like What's going on